Welcome everybody back to the 2022 Baldi's Deliberations. Uh, if this is your first time, uh, unlike some of these other award shows we could mention, we're transparent. Uh, we'll tell you why things are rated the way they are. Nothing's anonymous. We'll have a vigorous debate. Uh, we'll display our shocking ignorance and incredibly poor taste. Everything right there, wearing it on our sleeve. No entry Jim, are you fees, ready? though. No, you don't have to. You don't have to apply for this. It's just something you it, get. Very, very low amount of politics. Um, yeah. Uh, let's get into. It. We're going to start with a big category. We're going to take the down the two biggest categories. Maybe we'll get through them both today. Uh, best dramas and best comedy. Who boy. Who boy, the state of prestige television. Um, it's not great. It's not great. Uh, <laughs> As you can probably see by this list, right? Wait a second. I just remembered another one. Uh, it's not it's 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 not great. Um, we have been in what we consider a historic prestige drought. Um, and unfortunately, the the prestige people, the TV that people are watching, uh, your mayor of East East Town, your succession is not prestige television that we're into. So we, this is uh, this is not going to be the uh, the juggernaut juggernaut powerhouse uh, category that it once was. Uh, fuck it, let's go through and start uh, ranking this stuff. We're going to do a real rough ranking at first. Uh, and then we're going to come back and, and maybe have a better considered one. Foundation season one to the top. Loved it. It's at the top. Let's <laughs> keep it at the top. Yeah. Walking Dead season come eleven. Come on. What is this a joke? We're not sending it to the. We're not sending it to the bottom, is are we though? No, but we're not sending it to the top. So it's perfect no. where it is currently. For all mankind, uh, let's say season two is eligible. We watched season yeah. one and two. Um. What do you think? To, to the top. I say to the I mean, top. Yeah. Probably yeah. kind of is awesome. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, WandaVision. I, I think WandaVision can float. I'm not yeah. really interested in sending it to the top nor to the bottom. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Doom Patrol. I kind of almost want to send to the bottom. Oh, yeah. I didn't see this. Yeah, I, I so I, I'm trying to decide when we should talk about this stuff. I feel like on the rough one, we we're just going to like try to quickly and brutally categorize, and we'll we'll have more in depth discussion as we as we fine tune the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I can let it float for now. Mosquito Coast 2021. It's a floater <laughs> for me. Yeah, I actively dislike this show, but if it were Hated me, I'd send it, it like, to, to the, the bottom. bottom. Oh yeah, really? Oh yeah. Wow. Okay, you actually saw more of it than me. I only saw the first two episodes. Okay, I think I only so, saw three, and I would bottom this thing. We sent that thing to the bottom. All right, mm-hmm. uh, Mayor of Easttown. Um, I'm fine with letting this float. I watched every bit of this. This is this would be a disappointing season of True Detective. Oh boy. Okay. This would be the season much- two of True Detective. I think even I think even worse. This is True Detective season two, with a slightly dumber plot, slightly le- more recycled plot, and funny accents. Hmm. If if Mayor was from L.A. or you know uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, or Chicago, this no, nobody would give a shit about this show. <laughs> it's 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 floating. Okay. 
Falcon and Winter Soldier, f- another float. I this this show was fine. I, I I didn't feel rewarded for my six hours, but you know it was fine. Um, I you have I me, didn't did, feel did you, rewarded for my one hour, so <laughs> you didn't even watch it. I watched the first Loki. episode. Loki to the was top? pretty good. Uh, I mean, it's better than anything any of the four above it probably that's what uh, i'm saying let's just send it. it to the let's send it to the top so we'll yeah. make it interesting gosh i gotta figure out a way to not send my document to the top mm-hmm. um again we're not we're not saying loki's the best show we're just trying to just yeah. we're bubble sorting if you're mm-hmm. a programmer what if what if was much better than the winter soldier and and doom patrol and WandaVision. That's a debate. Let's put it there for now. I just, I moved it, moved, I moved it up, but not all the way to the top. I cheated a bit. Shadow and Bone, uh, to the fucking bottom. This was garbage, young adult fantasy. I successfully watched it and I got sucked into mm-hmm. it. And gotcha. Who, who is the douchebag from Westworld? I know there's a bunch. Uh, but the <laughs> right. son son of Jim Dalios. The, oh, the, the, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know his name. He is the kind of Darth Vader of this series. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a problem if you're this guy's your Darth Vader. That's 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 a, that's a thesis level, like first paragraph problem you have. He and um, Andrew Garfield are totally interchangeable for me like their faces yep. their mannerisms everything it, he's the garfield is the the uh the light jedi version to the other guy's sith i think in terms yeah. of like the roles they but but yeah 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 they're they're the same particle just differently charged mm-hmm. and i'm not a huge andrew garfield fan so yeah uh jim i've only seen two maybe three episodes of squid game what so i never yeah i, I never went around and finished it so i'm gonna tell you tell me i watched the whole the thing I, i'd say throw it to the top i don't know that it's gonna stay there but for now to it's bubble the source. Top. that's good to the top squid game dethroned loki in the early goings okay midnight mass i would say it's a to the topper did you see this no Okay, well, I'm gonna send it to the top. It's it's the weakest top I've ever that we've ever had. But uh, <laughs> you know, uh, oh boy, here, Bebop. Dude, what are we doing? Floater? I think it's a floater. Yeah, but it's gonna rise. It's got a oh, lot more yeah. float to it out here. The expanse sure. to the top. Come on, come to on to the top. Whose list would this be if the expanse didn't go to the top at least temporarily? Book of Boba Fett. Oh, it's a floater at best. Yeah, I almost I want to sink it. Say, <laughs> that's, that would be the meme, but it yeah. doesn't deserve that. Yeah. <sighs> it kind of deserves it, but it'll it'll Hawkeye. not make the top 10. I don't know about this. Christmas Hawkeye? Hawkeye would probably be a floater, but God damn, it did hit the Christmas spot. It's a really good I like if you missed this on the first uh on its first year, it's a really fun Christmas caper. It's about six hours. It's still because it's a fucking Marvel production, has an hour of tie-in to the the kind of dead on arrival uh Black Widow project hmm. that doesn't work it, it it works on one level, but the thing where it's trying to do the thing that Marvel wants it to do, it just doesn't work and kind of but like yeah, I 
I guess we'll float it and we'll just we'll just it will. But I think it'll rise. It might even make top ten. I don't know. Yellow Jackets. I think this it's goes a late to arrival. The top. Yeah, this was late uh, in the year, th- but this this is eligible for the 2022 uh, Baldies, even though I didn't see it until 2022. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if we're calling this right. Is this this is is we're right to refer this as the 2022 Baldies, right? It is, yeah, and it covers okay. the 2021 year. It's like Madden. It's like Madden uh-huh. or Windows. You know, or, or like buying a car came out. Yeah. Yeah, the new model is always the like 2021 22 model. Right. Uh Witcher season 2 floater. This this was a a shocking uh stumble out the second year gate uh for this series I had a lot of high hopes for. Um huh. We'll talk about it. Season 2 of The Great. This is a Aaron solo project. I'm sending it to the top though. Huzzah. Huzzah indeed. Um, ski- okay, so now we've so got now to, the bottom, to the bottom. The bottom theaters. Yeah. All right, that's now it. Let's List do this. is done. Hundred percent done. Season two of the of the great. I know you haven't seen this show, Mm-mm. but it did an amazing thing. Where season one was all about taking Nicholas Holt, who is a pretty charming guy, and turning him into this is the worst sort of bastard. He's plays uh, you know one of the the czars, Peter. Uh, the second in Russia and he's married Catherine who will be gone. You know, this is this German princess who will go on to be known as the great. And she is like plucked from enlightenment pre, you know, mid mid enlightenment Europe and lands in fucking Russia where everything's just bad all the time. You know, that, that's, that's like the one sentence uh, guide to Russian history is, and then things got worse. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, and he's just a shit. He's like King Joffrey, um, except for he's well established and entrenched. Like you know, like you know, Jeffrey's always precarious. There's a whole war being fought for his third. The you know, he's like there and established, and um, he's just the worst man. He's a rapist. He's a murderer. Uh, he cucks his best friend just to, just just cause. Um. He, he's he's a non-serious leader. He doesn't. He he essentially lets um, the powerful lords do whatever the hell they want, and the military generals throw lives away for for vainglorious wars and for the uh, Orthodox Greek uh, uh, is it the Orthodox Catholic or Greek church, whatever church to run roughshod over the people. And like Catherine tries to st- stop that, and they puts him in. And 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 the climax of season one is her violently deposing her husband as leader. So you think he's going to be dead or in exile in season two. And season two is all about like unpacking why he is the way he is, like what his terrible father, his father was, how his mother died young. He's grown up with her mummified corpse in his bedroom. <laughs> wow. uh, there's all this fun. And um, I don't know. It's like one of those things where like you're kind of rooting for him to change and become a better person or at least good enough that he can like win, get back into the good graces of of Catherine. And I couldn't fucking believe it. Like it is. It's exactly like if going into season three of uh, Game of Thrones halfway through, you're like, you know what? Sansa really should leave, leave, uh, uh, you know, ease up on Joffrey. Maybe 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 reconsider her it's it's just it's just it's it's wild how they've able to to, to turn that corner the show is still extremely funny 
There's a great, like, I think three episode uh, guest starring appearance of uh, Gillian Anderson being the mother hmm. of Catherine the Great. And she's just spectacular. Um, it's it's just it's a great it's a great show. And it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know, but it's I don't feel like hardly anybody watches it. You haven't seen it. And it is just right up my like, I just love these historical fictions like these lightly or maybe heavily fictionalized account because like it used to um, the title card in the last season used to be like the great uh, mostly true uh, story. And as the seasons have gone on, like by the end of it, it says the great uh, mostly made up story. So it's like mostly untrue or occasionally true story. So they're getting further and further from the actual historical goings on of the court of Russia. Um Man, it just looks great, and it's it's super fun. So that's my review of the great season two. Gotcha. Uh, All I know of it is the memes. So, yeah, Seth is working on a huzzah compilation. Uh, nice. I know she's been really busy, but it's something she still wants to do. But uh, we'll see. Um, there, there's an egregious oversight in this list. One that we that? definitely talked about and definitely needs to be on here is Station Eleven. Oh Jesus! How did we how did, see this? Is, I'm a, <laughs> Yeah. I don't I I don't know well hold on a second. Um why why isn't this working? Oh my god, it just didn't make the the transfer or whatever. Cause like uh, yeah. Did we not talk about that until January though? That's what it is when we were going yeah, back. It, it, right, but it doesn't matter. Like uh yellow jackets, it should be in there. Station eleven for sure. Because we watched it. And it would have gotten to the top. Uh-huh. Uh, so let's consider its place here. Uh, right. I think it's certainly better than The Great. And just in terms of prestige television. Um, sure. Do we want to talk? I mean, we just got done talking about Station Eleven. I guess that was only for the OTC people, the premium yeah. listeners. I mean, we talked a little By bit way. about it. Like, it's a post-apocalyptic show. There's a virus of some kind of flu or something that wipes out, like... 80%, 98%? No, it's a huge 99. number. 99.9. Yeah. One out a, of a thousand people survive. Almost everyone. Um, and the story takes place both during and immediately after the outbreak and also 20 years later, I think. Um, yep. And you're kind of following a lot of the same characters throughout the show. And I thought it was really compelling. Um, I think the acting is really good. I was really enjoying the story. Uh, and yeah, I mean, when people compare it to like the leftovers, right? I don't think it exactly hits the same notes, but it's dealing with a lot of the same themes like loss and grief and trauma, all that stuff. Um, and it's kind of an inversion of leftovers in its main plot, right? Where 98% of the people are still alive and leftovers. This is the, the opposite. Um, and I found like the, just pure survival stuff, pretty compelling too. It was like, okay, how would you deal with something like this, right? There's an episode early on where a character loads up 16 shopping carts full of stuff and then forms a train out of them and takes them through his brother's house. Like, that stuff is interesting to me, kind of fascinating. Um, And they don't dwell on it. It's not the main focus of the show, but it is there. And I appreciated that. Yeah, I like that stuff too. And everything that Jim says is true. And I think this is a great show. I think it's I think it 
people would be remiss if they didn't compare this to the leftovers. But unfortunately, when you make comparisons of like kind, you kind of uh, infer a comparison to uh, quality. And I will say that people talking about it made both of those comparisons. Like this gives me leftovers vibe, not in that it's kind of like about how people process loss and grief and uh, like some kind of post uh, uh, apocalyptic or supernatural event. But like it's also made me feel all the things that the and I just categorically deny that the, the Station Eleven is in the league of the leftovers when it, in, in terms of that. But on the other hand, leftovers yeah. had three seasons to develop its shit, et cetera, et cetera. I think um, part of the reason that Station Eleven doesn't quite get there is because it's a little more confusing um, in, in some of its themes. Like it's more vague about exactly what it's trying to say it's very symbolic and almost allegorical yeah because the the core conceit of this show is that uh, a comic book has been written and the the characters are kind of following some sort of it's not exactly a destiny but it's more like they're using that comic as sort of a guiding light for recovering from the apocalypse and and all the trauma and, and all of the like we have to reestablish society. Like, what does that look like? Right. They're, they're taking examples from this comic book that was written. And I never felt like I got a good grasp on the comic book itself. And so that kind of left me with a, a lot of questions about how I should be feeling or, or how this stuff compares to what they're actually doing on screen. I, I wish I had a little more insight into that. So it left me a little cold there. Um, whereas leftovers, I felt like I was tuned in emotionally to the thing the entire time. Yeah, I think the problem I have with it is that this um, is almost like an anthology of four or five different stories um, with an almost entirely separate casts and characters that intersect briefly on occasion um, and then kind of like come together at the end. My problem is like only about two of those five really worked for me in terms of like understanding what their emotional stakes were, what they wanted, what they were gaining, what their arc was. And only one of them just hit on all cylinders. Yeah. Um, And that like I found myself, you know, starting to become more aware of the flaws of the show in terms of like its world building and its realism and the fact that like I became more and more aware of I was watching a product of pretty sheltered Hollywood types, hmm. multi-generational Hollywood types dealing with their particular trauma of the pandemic and also desperately clinging to the art is so important. Yeah. And not just any old art like fucking King Lear. You I know, did feel I, a little bit left out of the club, not being familiar with Shakespeare for sure. Well, I'm familiar with Shakespeare. It's just like it's just like that's interesting place to take this material i thought and also like these guys are trying to write this kind of like down uh, like like grounded rooted midwestern tale and they don't have any fucking clue about like what what like yeah so i i that that's that's just that was a kind of a that, that that was a big barrier to my enjoyment the fact that like you know i wasn't engaged with about half imagine if you watch the leftovers and like uh you liked kevin garvey you like the garveys but you like the murphys like I felt like there was twice as many Murphys as Garvey's and I didn't care for any of them. Hmm. And and only half of the Garvey's that I thought was like true. Like, you know, I was yeah, Kevin and Nora. Mm, I'm loving what they're doing that. But fuck Tommy and uh, what Amy, what, a, what a, I can't remember her name now. Yeah, I so, was more like 
eighty twenty on liking and and feeling something for these characters. I definitely thought the Clark character. I, I engaged more with the Clark character than I think you did, um, especially yeah, that's, early that's on. A, that's an understatement because I just yeah. hated him. <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, I mean it it mostly worked for me. It didn't quite get to leftovers level, and I I do question a couple of plot points as well but maybe we could talk about those later if it comes down to like hey this is better than that and here's why i will say that like the acting is fucking phenomenal and this show has some drop dead gorgeous visuals in the way that prestige television does too like it's it is a like some of the uh post-apocalyptic art and costuming let's say was just like bravo bravo the the, the yeah. ingenuity god um, i love the toilet paper roll with. helmet it's so good oh yeah it's good it's some good stuff um mm-hmm. i think station 11 can chill at the top for now yeah definitely better than the great okay uh here's the thing i liked yellow jackets a hell of a lot more it's not as good it's but like I don't know sillier. that bold move yeah. is all about good like absolute quality. I had a fucking ball, yeah. Uh, watching Yellow Jackets, it, and Misty almost, might be my favorite character of the entire year. She was that good. And and the thing is, is it's, it's kind of like, um, there's definitely some big things I had started to get a bugaboo with with the show. But like by the time the finale came. They had resolved some of the, so many of those in kind of like a, a clever and unexpected way that I'm just like, okay, well, the other ones I can probably just let the mystery be for another season because this is like yeah. also one of those gonzo kind of true detective. What the fuck is going on? You know, type of thing. All six are supposed to last like five seasons. So, yeah, no, uh, Yellow Jackets was great. I didn't realize when people like were explaining it in terms of like Lord of the flies and what is, what is the movie where they crash the plane in the mountains and have to eat each other? Something like that. that, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the soccer team, Andy's mountains, cannibalism. Uh huh. And they were describing the show as that. Plus uh, the, the soccer team is like a high school girls soccer team. I'm like, okay, this could be interesting because there's a lot of potential drama there, right? That comes with an inherent sort of drama to itself. Um, and then you put them in those life or death situation and yeah, I'm, I I think the thing that really made me enjoy that show though, overall was the character work because I, I think the show premise is one thing, but then if I have to sit for 10 hours with characters, I, they need to be really good. And I really enjoyed Misty. Um, I thought the stuff that they did with Shauna, Shauna. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is is Linsky? Uh, what's her name? What's her name? Linsky. Yeah, Melody uh, Linsky. Yeah, she's great. Um, and and that I found that like a super fascinating character too. Just sure. how she was kind of more haunted by all this stuff than a lot of the other characters, or at least wore on her sleeve more. Um, because I I think that's the thing that elevates it from Lord of the Flies and the Andes Mountain movie is that like you get the 25 years later. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that these people survived this experience and what exactly like that's interesting unto itself, but also like, what are they doing now? How did this impact them? 
um, in different ways. Like, you know, how did it change them? And you get to explore that with, with this, this, this format, it kind of felt, gave me a lot of dark vibes too. And that you've got this multi-generational story kind of unfolding and like the impacts from one to the other. I thought that was really cool. And there's, some kind of supernatural ish element going on or potentially going on. Um, you know, when I first started watching this, I was like very anxious to get to the stuff that happened in the mountains or in the Pacific Northwest, I think is where they are. Yeah. Um, I was very, very like they show you a, a glimpse of it up front in the very first scene. And then they go away from that for a while. And you're just kind of left with like, yeah, the crash happens and the girls are just trying to survive. But I, I kept waiting for it to go feral, for it to go like Lord of the Flies. Mm-hmm. And they really took their time with that. I will say, though, that I wasn't bored during the season. And that's kind of a testament to how good the show is right. outside of its just initial hook. Because um, yeah. I, it, a lesser show, I would have definitely gotten like on my watch saying, when the fuck are we going to get to the stuff I came here sure. for? Sure. But it has a very interesting style where it like hits you in the face with something like crazy shocking mm-hmm. and then walks back to like the beginning of like these other storylines. And it, it, like you said, it's a testament to how good the acting is and how good the writing is. And it's also pandering the fuck. Oh, to yeah. Gen X. Like, <laughs> totally. like, we, we, like and, and I realize that this is going, it's going to happen. Like, I can't wait till we have our. You know, I, I don't know what the next step is, like uh, the college years, probably. And then us getting 30 and then like they're like, I, where, mm-hmm. where's the nostalgia wave? When when this fucking the millennials take over and I can be left alone uh, again? <laughs> I feel like the <laughs> eye of Sauron is on us, Jim. Yeah. I don't think Gen X has that long because just we were a small generation. No one really gives a fuck. And, and, the and we didn't give a fuck, already right? <laughs> already pushing us off the stage and be like, get, yeah. get the fuck over, old man. I mean, th- these um, girls are all like 16 in the show. It takes place in 96. I would have been 14 at right. the time. That's like, man, that's my wheelhouse, especially musically. Right. Like I was like the, 18, 19. Yeah. The soundtrack of this movie is 90s as fuck. And it's Very great. I love it. Extremely nineties, and, and like in a Riot Girl kind of nineties, uh-huh. mostly palette too, which I always like. Mazzy uh, Star enjoy. and Cranberries and, and, and yeah, 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 all that shit. So good. Uh, so Yellow Jackets, I'm saying goes to the top. Are you going to say Station Eleven says no, or I say let's throw it to the top and see if it sticks there. Because okay, yeah. the next the next show, um, The Expanse, God, season damn. six. All right. There might not have been some amazing prestige this year, but there was some amazing pulp. Yeah, that's the thing. Like we are watching good television. It just has rocket ships in it. Right. Um, I will say that. There was a weird Paul cost in this season because people knew there was more. You know, it'd be like if we got to uh, Dances with Dragons, the fifth book in the the ga- Game of Thrones, uh, and you knew that Martin had gone and written the other two. And HBO and Martin agreed amicably that no, we'll just stop at book five. Like what the fuck? Like yeah. the last time this happened, we called our banners. We got the screaming firehawks together. We uh, got Jeff Bezos to open his wallet, and we saved the show. And now they're like, no, 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 don't. Do it. It's nothing like that. So it's like this weird kind of like. It felt like to me as a fan, they were winding things up in like a wrapping up kind of way, and I knew that there was a lot more to go. So. Yeah. That that hung over everything, but I gotta say, if I block that out and just go with what 
the only thing I know, which is of this story, it felt like a fully complete tale that had a very satisfying conclusion, extremely satisfying and rewarding conclusion and felt like a natural, the world was still continuing. There were still things that could be addressed in the future, like hooks that you can hang things on, but it felt like, like, like the end of the first matrix. Like, yeah, Neo hangs up the phone and flies in the air. Like, what the fuck? That's, that would be why. What's going on? But if there was never any more, people would be like, that's a great movie. It's a self. That's how I felt up at the end of The Expanse. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, the, the, we didn't do a spoiler alert, but we've been doing spoiler alerts for all this stuff. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. I, I think the ending Have of The Expanse. Have we actually spoiled things? Because I, I felt like we've, we've been able to not really spoil things. In terms of like um, ruining people for yeah. shows, no, no, you're probably right. We haven't gone full spoilers, but we will. Uh, Do you think? Okay, I'm, I'm okay. certain when we're d- debating the minutia and like all that stuff. Um, gotcha. Yeah, I, I think the Expanse season six is a really great place to end it. I've read book seven now, and it was not my favorite book, but it is setting up much bigger stuff, and I think. In retrospect, the Laconia stuff makes more sense because it does open that door or it opens the window, right? It opens the blinds so you can see that outside there is more, but it doesn't necessarily open the door so you can get to it um, because it can't, right? It's the final season. I think the way it leaves the main storylines of like the Belters and the, the Inners and the relationship to each other it leaves it in a place that feels like a changed relationship and that's kind of what i was looking for right but but not in a way that's like pie in the sky you know ignore the realities of the situation more like characters are reluctantly starting to come together on things because they've been hurt everybody's been so hurt by everything that's gone on that it just makes more sense to do that than anything else um, and yeah, I, I really, really liked the, the thesis and the answers they came up with for it. Um, and Laconia stuff, I think once you open that door, there's too much to get through. You need another two seasons at least, um, is my assumption, but yeah, they just wouldn't have had time to do that. So I don't know, like, like earlier seasons, like season three or whatever, leaving some of that alien shit on the table makes a lot of sense so and it would have been different if i felt like this the season got shortchanged and we right. didn't have enough time to do everything i wanted them to do but they did mm-hmm. so if they can do that and have the laconia stuff in there i'm totally fine with it yeah i'm i'm like 87 percent away through babylon's ashes the book and i have to, i'm my I will say that, like, I did appreciate the added depth of some of the, like, yeah. political intrigue that, like, Anderson Dawes was engaging in and, like, the articulation of the Belter point of view a little bit more and the breadth totally. of what, you know, um, like, it's so much more, so much more richer. We have people's interior thoughts and you can get, you can get, like, the the temperature of 20 different Belters across three different locations, you know? Yeah. Um, but... Honestly, the only flaw of the series, and I still I stand by this. Maybe I'll change my mind when I read books seven, eight, and nine. But that Laconia business had no business in the season. 
get rid of all that, take mm-hmm. those 20, 30 minutes and put it into the last two episodes. Cause that's the only place where I did feel like some beats got shortchanged. Um, but, but yeah, I, it's, it's, they certainly stuck to landing. Oh yeah. Um, I think they did the, a better landing in this than they did in that sixth book. Uh, as, as far as the trade union stuff, case, I'm, or I'm sorry. Cause like, honestly that like Medina battle was a mess in the books. It is a <laughs> fucking mess. And even the way they told the, the best space bat, like the, uh, the, the one eighty no scope, let's put it, say that mm. way in the book that takes place over three chapters where they talk about it from like Bobby and Alex's perspective. And then they rewind it and you get it from James Holden's perspective and they rewind it. And I think you get it from, like either Amos or Callista's or, or Naomi's perspective. And hmm. I'm like, that's a fucking amazing three or four minutes of television. Yeah. It was kind of a slog. Like I liked Alex and Bobby's perspective of it. I'm like, Oh great. And then I like, I was like a, a third of the way through Holden's chapter. I'm like, Holy shit. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, there's a couple things that like, they definitely, and I felt like this every book, like there's some things that books do better. Um, but like, I feel like Dan and Ty both had, uh, it was a really great opportunity for them to go and tighten things, some things oh, up, yeah. let's say for the series. And they've been great. They at become that. masters at that. Yeah. yeah. And I see now, you know, there's so much was made about, uh, Machu, Machu Peru, as you call it, Machu, Machu Peru, Machu Peru. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michio Pa. I, I to- after reading book seven, I totally see why they just swapped her for drummer. It, it makes a hundred percent sense. Um, so yeah, they've, they've been really good with that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I really um, enjoyed expand season six. Uh, I wish it was longer. I wish there was more coming, yeah. but I, I think it would have breathed a little bit. It, it had like a s- just at six hour runtime. I think it would have breathed <laughs> a little bit better about seven, seven to seven and a half, but let's go to the top. Uh, I still think it's good enough to go to the fucking top. Yes, right. sir. Yes, sir. Um, did you see midnight mass? No, I didn't. Midnight Mass was another show by the guy who did The Haunting of Hill House. Right. And it had a lot of insightful things to say about addiction and religion and forgiveness and atonement. Because one of the main characters is a guy who was an alcoholic and he kills a young woman. Um and how that like haunts him through the series mm-hmm. and it adds in like there's a there's a couple of hooks I had like I it was, it's a small town on an isolated island and I think one of the Great Lakes right and it had like this like like tiny kind of archaic uh, or or offshoot brand of Catholicism that's very culty that reminded like is really getting a lot of things that like the stuff that like ooh, give me the give me the frisian the the hairs on the back of my neck kind of and then they add a little bit of um, vampire lore and, okay. and what that means in terms of like some of the sacraments of the church and it was really kind of crackling now. There's some people that really like the monologues on these shows and are, are on this particular show and were blown away by the like a long, um, intense candlelit speeches into the camera about nature of God and addiction and all those. Mm. And I found like half of those were okay. Um, but a lot of it came across as like the opposite of a chick tract. 
<laughs> like you know, a chick track will have like the 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 Christian youth freshman going into the evil uh, uh, evolution teaching professor and just embarrass the professor in the front of the the entire class, even though the professor is kind of that's his goal. He's going to make the backwards rude Christian look good, and I like fucking. I've been on both sides of the the audience of that, and it's fucking cringe. Three sixty, no matter what angle. Yeah, some of those monologues I thought were like just super long and super <laughs> obtuse and super self congratulate. Like 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 that's why I, I hated was, about it, Mosquito Coast that there dude, were every same. other scene was a giant monologue about us destroying the planet and 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 I don't know, it, it was insane. Yeah. Like, like the showrunner took a, just a huge bong rip and uh-huh. stream of consciousness wrote down his observations about the state of the world and then woke up the next morning and like, you know what? Fucking gold. Yeah. Some of that stuff. I don't know. So <laughs> I think Midnight Mass is just fine where it's at. Uh, it's a great, great show to watch during spooky time of the year. Uh, it does have some not as many thrills and chills, though, because it, it, it's more about the psychological shit. Uh, for a, a monster movie. Um, not nearly as scary and as effective as Haunting of Hill House, but it's 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 worth watching for sure. I I will see if it cracks a top 10. It's a weak year. Yeah. Squid Game, Jim. Squid Game. Yeah, so you know the premise of this, right? There's I a, do. They, like, they rounded up a, a hundred economically blighted people in Korea and South yep. Korea, and they're, fi- they're, they're doing... Like nursery room games, like Red Rover, Red Rover type games, red light, uh, green light, hot, that kind of stuff. Red light, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff uh, to win a a cash prize. And there's, it's kind of like uh, uh, the the long walk. Like it's uh, when pe- as people fail, they don't get parting gifts; they get shells in the head. They get they get their they, uh-huh. get, their, they get their chest blown out by and the, these. The cash prize Sony grows. Goons. Yes. Um. Uh. So. Yeah, I mean, that is the premise, and this is all in service of examining financial injustice uh, in our in specifically in the South Korean society. Uh, I'm not super familiar with the problems that they have over there in that regard, but it seems similar to some of the stuff happening here between parasite and this. I'm getting a I'm getting a picture. Yeah, for sure. There's some class struggle over there. Uh and it is basically that the whole time like you've got some some twists and turns there's a story about like a cop whose brother was inducted into this thing and he's like on the island trying to find him throughout the course of this series and i wasn't super engaged by that but i was looking for like okay what is what is the thing that's going to make this interesting beyond just the initial hook, which is these people play games, they're life or death. And, and it's essentially like, I don't know if family feud was a life or death game show. If deal or no deal meant you got killed at the end, uh, if you lost. And I, I don't know. I've been thinking about it because I had a big problem with this at the end when there's a big reveal that I probably need to spoil to properly talk about it. But essentially there is a character who espouses the philosophy that uh, 
this sort of thing is necessary for society. Like these people either like deserve both the poverty they're in and also the opportunity, you know, a second chance an opportunity to dig themselves out of this. And this is not actually a bad thing that they've been doing. This is a good thing. And I fucking hated that character uh, in that moment. And I don't think the show forcefully enough rejected that philosophy. Um, And so I had a real problem with it when I first watched it. I think I'm mellowing on that. I think, I I don't know. It's complicated because in my mind, the character does not get to come up and see deserves uh, for doing these things. That might might be part of the point. Yes, and and I've I've considered that my my like I said my opinion on it is mellowed. It's become more nuanced. I think it's a better show than I gave it credit for because I, I was pissed off. I I didn't want anything to do with this show at the end of it. I was like, God damn it! Mm-hmm. Like I kind of enjoyed the experience of watching it, but um, I feel like it's kind of okay where it is. I definitely don't think it deserves to be above Station Eleven. So if you're gonna fight for the Greater Midnight Mass. Um, I would say just leave uh, I might it. fight for the great just because like that turned me off too because like anytime I see something where like both extremely conservative and extremely liberal and, and progressive people are championing as like espousing their viewpoint I'm like well that's a fucking mess yeah and I saw that I saw that like you know squid game was the spike in your face to the growing like you know, economic free, uh, freedom slash socialist slash whatever. And, and also that uh, Squid Game is a skewering of the capitalist bourgeoisie decadence. Like, I like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, both of those things cannot fucking be true. So, right. You know, and there's up to, and there's, there's idiots on, on, on both sides of the political persuasion. Don't, don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. But yeah, I don't know. I think that it just wasn't, it wasn't dealt with firmly enough. Um, for a real opinion to emerge, a mass opinion to emerge on it. Well, then I will say it can't get past this great because I okay. really like the great. <laughs> yeah, sure. What do you mean Loki, though? Because I don't think Loki's going to. I think Loki. I think Loki is better than Midnight Mass. Do you better think it's better than Squid, than Squid Game? Game? I, I thought so. Okay, yeah. better than Squid Game. Well, that's the size it gets for me. It's definitely more odd i'm, I'm gonna give it because like some of the shit that they got up to in, in times in terms of the multiverse like i think mm-hmm. marvel is doing a very fun version of multiverse and time travel and things it's not strictly it's not like uh uh, uh what's the show that i'm always comparing stuff primer it's not like primer it's not mm-hmm. rigorous yeah but it's fun uh you know it's paradox happy it's stuff and and it I don't know. I, I just thought they just, just did a great job. Like, I thought Loki has been a kind of sneaky fan favorite character. And, you know, how are they going to do this kind of villainous role as a protagonist? And they just crushed it. They were, the only bad thing I can kind of say about the whole run is that there was some dodgy effects work in, like, episode two or three. Where some of the, yeah. you know, back essentially rear projection technology they are using didn't quite hold together. But... Yeah, I I was really impressed. Um, This is the Marvel show, first Marvel show that thought, ah, these might be worth my time to watch, you know? Sure. So Yeah, Loki, I'll I'll stay tuned for season two because, like, I was that into it. I I have no interest in, like, a WandaVision season two necessarily. 
But well, I think that's going to be Doctor Strange in the Matrix yeah, of yeah. or whatever. Uh, Loki, does it go above Station Eleven, or is that where it stops? I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I can in good conscience put it above that either. Okay. Uh, For All Mankind season two. Fuck. Oh boy, what better happened? Midnight Mass. Uh, the I space watched- shuttle got nuclear. Right, there was a moon uh, battle. America right, America and Soviets got th- three minutes from midnight all over the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sally Ride led a mutiny. Oh, uh, Mo- Molly is that her name? Molly, fucking Molly. Oh, Molly got glaucoma in the worst kind of way. Oh my God, Tracy and and uh, <laughs> Gomer, not Gomer. Uh, Gomer. <laughs> Gomer. Tracy and Goomer, uh, Goomer reunited, and but it didn't feel so good. Uh, Gordo, and also Karen, <laughs> is that who Gordo, you're trying to? Okay, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and fucking Karen lost her goddamn mind. Yeah, and polarized the whole goddamn audience. Mm-hmm. And how does questioning the wisdom of even watching this show? What the shit? Uh, it was a hell of a season. It's way better than Midnight Mass. Oh yeah, probably better than Squid oh, Game. Better oh, than yeah. the Great. Better than Loki. Better than Station Eleven. Better than Yellow Jackets. We're getting, we're getting to. I boy, think I remember loving this season. I but there the was a middle section too. with Karen, which got weird. I will give you that. I think it's better than the Expanse. That last oh, like yeah. two or three episode stretch was fucking I didn't see how they were going to thread the needle and my god I need to refresh it, it was my like, memory on that it's just the 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 war on the moon oh okay yeah yeah and the uh the the second uh you know EVA uh without spacesuits being worn uh, <laughs> right, the high stakes brinksmanship between the Pathfinder shuttle and the the Russians Baran, uh, like the hostage situation. That all this shit happened this season, right? I think so. Yeah, I think this was the moon, the moon battle season. Yeah, right, because it flashes uh, forward like ten years, and we're on the moon with a base. Because I don't think we had the moon yeah. base in season one. Nope. nope. Uh is the race so, to get there it was just like i saw there's so many cool things like the sun rising on the moon uh, yeah that the, solar flare the thing solar storm mm-hmm. that ravaged the moon um all the effects work is just so fucking rock solid gordo like that's like such a great arc for his character because yeah. i remember this first this season like oh man what a fucking pathetic state for this guy to be in and like but also trying to whip himself back into shape mentally but also and feel physically. it you know yeah. like 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 i understand every step of how he got there and how what what traumatized him and all the different things and just i don't know man they do so many good things i don't know whether some people see it as heavy-handed um because they are doing some very progressive things in terms of like racial and sexual equality and and uh, mm-hmm. orientations um but i feel like they're you know they feel real and um pretty textured and interesting yeah i really like yeah. the stuff with um shit what's her name the student who the the immigrant student uh oh karen and uh, ed's kid yeah that they, she, they adopted she, from vietnam uh Kelly. no 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 the the girl who like is 
her dad got oh. deported and she was working yeah, trying to yeah, get a yeah, job yeah. at NASA. Uh, Eli- no, oh, God damn it. I can't think of her name. I don't know anybody's yeah, name yeah, on yeah. this. Uh, the, the shit. What is, what is the director, the director's name um, or mission control? Margo? Margo. The oh, one Margo, that Margo yeah, took Margo. under her. Aleda. Aleda yeah, yeah, yeah. or Aleda. Yes. Uh, yeah, she has some just fucking fantastic scenes and, you know, she has a lot of, uh, trauma herself that she's going through. I loved it. If you don't know, cause like, no, um, for all mankind is an alternate history. Uh, what if the Russians beat us to the moon? Mm-hmm. And what if instead of like ramping down the space race, the space race just kept on building that and just kept on piling on things of the Cold War and each season jumps forward about 10 years, um, which was really exciting at the end of this season. Um, Is this just how they keep? Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's just how they keep continuity between all that stuff is like, yeah, I always am fascinated. And I I thought the same thing about David Simon's last project to deuce. It's like it's that that's such an art. Mm-hmm. You take these big leaps in people's lives and you come back and like everything is similar enough that you're not lost, but you can definitely tell that characters have continued to grow and evolve in their positions and their maturity and the way they look at things. They've got new parts of their family. Um, it, it It's just it's such a such a gift of a storyteller to be able to that, that's uh, to me. That's like throwing a 75 yard touchdown. Like how the hell can some guy on a football field with 11 other guys trying to keep him doing it, throw like a fucking rainbow arc and hit a guy on the numbers. Like it shouldn't be possible. (laughs) Throwing a narrative arc 10 years in the future is at least that hard. Yeah. Is it, is this show just Battlestar Galactica without the president? It might, and if it is, bravo, because that's right? that's that's a, that's a Battlestar Galactica I don't nope out on after the first season. Because it's not any less dramatic, and the personal relationships are still very front and center. And you've also got this tension in the, the sci-fi aspect of it. I it, Yeah, I think Ronald there's Moore has just kind of perfected his... It, I, it I think is, there's yeah. something, you know, not having, like, uh, people be able to resurrect from long, you know, like, there, there's... Right, and robots that, like, that can look like anybody, that kind of exactly, deception. Yeah. Exactly. And But you still have, like, some cloak and dagger shit and some geopolitical... Like, it's, mm-hmm. it feels feels real. And also, it feels like it has a lot to say about the modern era and, like, missed opportunities. Like that's something interesting. Yes. I thought in the mid eighties, America has gone to electric powers, cars, uh-huh. and like you had this brief period of time where people kind of worship technology and science like a God, you know, when you put men on the moon and like, you'd had all these like stunning achievements in terms of, like in the last 50 years, flight and computers and long distance communication. And like, we kind of lot like squandered and lost all that. Like it kind of like makes me, somewhat hopeful for the future that like yeah if we ever had the political will to do shit we could do, we could probably get it done it's yeah. just we're just too busy fucking around right now um yeah it's a great busy show fighting each other on earth to fight each other on the moon <laughs> yeah yeah i think for all mankind's better in the expanse and that's like i might change my mind but that's that's where i'm at right now what do you think is it a, is it a conversation or you yeah, say absolutely no? no it's absolutely a conversation throw it up there at the top for now 
if I feel like I want to defend the expanse, maybe I'll come back to it. But Foundation season ele- uh, season one, I fucking enjoyed this show. This is a great adaptation of uh, Asimov's Foundation. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. But not all of it, uh, right? It's not. No, perfect, it's not perfect. But uh, it's I, better than I would have hoped for with a story of this yeah. scope. The Empire stuff is as good a science fiction yeah. that I've ever seen. And the Trantor stuff, is, or not Trantor, uh, the Terminus stuff mm-hmm. is still head and shoulders better than Disco, Picard, or really any oh, other. Yeah. Like, you know, other than Expanse, it's like, like when people say that this is like cover your eyes bad, I'm no. like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's I've seen cover it, your it, eyes bad. And, and, and it seemed like there was reasons because we got some decent amount of uh, behind the scenes access to the show. It seemed like there was some reasons. And I, I got a lot of a hope that in season two, that they'll make some adjustments. They'll make it even better. But you just can't find a story told like this anywhere else. Like, yeah, this thing is going to span centuries, maybe millennia by the time it's over. It has a, you know, a genetic dynasty that's ruled the galaxy for 400 years of an empire that's 10,000 years old. It's got a character that's five digits years old, it turns out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, three it's about, versions of them. It's it's about a disc. Oh, I'm talking about the, the robot. Uh, oh, okay, I was talking about the it, empire, but yeah. Yeah, it, it's got it's got the coolest form of hyperspace travel I've ever yep. fucking seen. By bar none, it's worth it just for the optics of some of these shows. It's got weird yeah. religions and cultures, um, political intrigue yeah, I, uh, akin to Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, it it does the things it does really well, really, really well. And I think it's better than Midnight Mass, Suicide Squad, The Great Loki, Station Eleven. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of a science fiction whore here. I know, <laughs> right? I'm Does, looking is at it the better top than because here's the thing: like, I, I sci-fi, feel like sci-fi, it, sci-fi. It, it starts to run out of steam. Yellow Jackets I, didn't really miss with me ever. Is the thing that's the I, thing. I think it, some it, of that terminus stuff step. missed occasionally, yep. but yep. not super hard. It didn't whiff. Uh, it didn't strike out. It just you know, maybe had to bunt a time or two. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I feel pretty good about that. I feel pretty good about that, man. Station, I do enjoy Station Eleven, but I would, I, hmm. I think I, I enjoyed Foundation much more than Station Eleven, but I would entertain arguments to the contrary for sure. Okay, well, let's leave it there. Foundation We're just trying to get a top ten pulpier. I, I think that'll be fine for a top ten purpose. Because we're back to The Walking Dead, which is currently top 10. What is this? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, yeah. What am it's I doing? It's currently top 10 for The Walking Dead. What am I doing? What am I doing here? I should be doing this. Oh, right? Um, okay. <laughs> and that cannot be. Okay. It cannot here, stand. Here, no. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no, it cannot stand. I will, I will dig. Mass. I will dig. Th- I will dig down to Cowboy Bebop to remove The Walking Dead from this list. You think you think Squid Game is better than Walking Dead season eleven for real? Yes. For real? For real? Oh yeah, the first part of season eleven, season ten, right? What are we talking about? This is season eleven A, is what we're okay. talking about. Yeah, that's everything up to the big storm. 
Yeah, remember how much fucking problem we had with the Maggie's plan? She kept driving ahead even though it was clearly dead and stupid. And everyone was telling her that and she got a bunch of people killed because she's an idiot who was so single-minded. Yeah. yeah. We had a lot of problems with Walking that. Dead all season right, 11A. All right. all right. There was I, no monologues left half an episode, though. Not <laughs> below Midnight Mass, though. Okay. Uh, Midnight Mass what if? Gonna... Man. God, here's the thing. I didn't I've watch always, a lot of I've, these. I, I saw like four episodes of What If, and I really liked what they had. And like in particular, the if you only watch one of these, I think the Doctor Strange What If. So this is a series that that, that like the like the famous comic book series that posits the existence of this guy named uh, I think his name's Eru, and he's the Watcher, and he's played by uh, God damn it, the guy from Westworld. Um, Jimmy Simpson. No. Uh, he was also Ed Harris. <laughs> no, shut up. He's Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> oh, okay. He's played by Jeffrey Wright, and he's great. And this is an omniscient being that can see across all the multiverse, and he can see like every time something goes different. Like you know, if you want to know what happens if uh, uh, Cap- Captain America. Uh, if 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 uh, Peggy, his girlfriend, got the super soldier serum instead of him, mm. there's a what if episode for that. The one I'm talking about is what if Doctor Strange, uh, w- what if um, uh, his girlfriend dies, and he spends all of his like he's 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 not his his impetus to get in the magic is not his own recovery, but to try to uncover a way to turn back time or to bring her back. And how fucked up the timeline gets at his eternal quest to do this. Hmm. Uh, it seems like if you want to enjoy the Doctor Strange multiverse of madness, you would do well to spend 30 to 40 minutes watching that episode. Because it seems from the trailer that the uh, the villainous aspect of Strange that gets introduced in this is going to break through the multiverse into... Which is, yeah, like I said, that's happened in Spider-Man too. This multiverse is going to be a thing in this phase of Marvel. Yeah. Um, so, but it's a cartoon show. I feel like it can't even get above midnight mass. You know, thing I'm scared about as I look down this list is that we simply don't have enough good stuff to push the walking dead off. (laughs) (laughs) That's my greatest fear. Cause I can't in good conscience recommend cowboy bebop or the book of Boba Fett over the walking dead season 11. Let me ask you this. Is hmm. WandaVision better than Squid Game? Because no. I think WandaVision is better than The Walking Dead. I don't think it's better than Squid it's Game. A, it's a lot closer than a lot of people want to say, but I think WandaVision is better than The Walking Dead. Still doesn't push it off the list. Yeah. No, I think I could see WandaVision at nine. Okay. Boy, that's a shame. The Walking Dead here's, is going to make a top Here's 10. a shame. Doom Patrol season one and two were a delight. I really liked it. I was starting to think like, man, DC on television can't be fucking beat. And that was before I saw Peacemaker. Like Harley hmm. Quinn, Fire, Doom Patrol. Like these like B and C tier squads. Like you can do a lower budget and really get into the characters and what makes them weird and grungy. And it, it's, it's good. Season two left on a sour note because... COVID is essentially COVID essentially shut them down. So like they Hmm. left with the, with you on like the penultimate episode where it's like 
the big inciting event. It felt like an old school kind of like best of both worlds, the Borg are powering up and stealing Picard kind of like cliffhanger. Like they don't do those kind of cliffhangers much anymore. So the first two episodes were shit hot. Like, like it's like essentially the finale of last season and then the, the, the denouement, the, the resolution of, of the characters that I liked. And then they, I felt like they didn't know what to do the rest of the season. Like the rest of the season, the team just navel gazed and wallowed while one character was, I think, traveling through time. And I just didn't like I just I kept on thinking, like, why the fuck am I watching this and why do I care? When did this show that used to be so much fun and so funny? And there was a couple things that were still pretty gut bustingly funny. When did it get to be so kind of like boring and slow and self-important? Hmm. Uh, it was the characters are still great. It was still well acted. I still got a kick out of uh, Brendan Fraser voicing this uh, fucking giant robot looking dude. Um they also didn't have um, Timothy Dalton. He was like mm-hmm. off screen for most of this stuff. And he was like a big part of what made the show work for me. Uh, it was, just, it, was uh, it was a bad, bad season. Um, I hope they can pull it together. I don't know if they've been renewed or not, but uh, uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a step back for Doom Patrol. That's shame. Did you see any? Of- yeah, I was so looking forward to seeing it, man. I Here's how bad I did. I haven't seen the final episode. There's still one episode left, and I just stopped because I just got mm. I got bored with it. Uh, did you see Mayor of Easttown? No, I didn't watch any of it. I felt like I already took I already dealt with this with a epic rant. Um, yeah, uh, it's I mean maybe gets over Wandavision. Okay, it could push Walking Dead off the top. Yeah, the top 10. I think you got. Your, I think I think nice. you got your Walking Dead. I, I couldn't in good conscience, and it's probably. <laughs> uh, I would think it would be better than Squid Game, surely. But like, I, I would know it. it's not. It's not better than the Great. So okay. Um, Doom Falcon and Winter Soldier was just the default setting for television. Um, it is. It's 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 in. It's not as good as Mare. I didn't think it's as fun as The Walking Dead. It's probably not better than Midnight Mass. It's probably not even better than What If. It's like there. Barely beating better. Barely better than Doom Patrol. Cowboy Bebop? Okay. Where's Cowboy Bebop's level? I kind of liked Cowboy Bebop. Um, I liked it better than WandaVision. I liked it better than Book of Boba Fett. And, and sure. I'm the weirdo that I love the first two episodes of WandaVision. I liked it less and less each I week know. after that when it got to be more of a normal show. And I think everybody else is the reverse. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I found WandaVision very tedious the last two episodes. What I mean, think? Cowboy Bebop hung together a lot better than The Walking Dead season 11. I thought it was best when it was just doing kind of fucking around of episode of the week stuff. I didn't really like its overall arc and I felt the same way about the anime. So mm. yeah, like the vicious, the vicious character I thought was ridiculous. Um, but what do you think? I <laughs> yeah. like, I, I like it better than WandaVision, but I couldn't put it above the great. So do you put it above squid game? No, no, no. Do you put it above WandaVision? Um, boy, WandaVision was not feeling the early goings, and I liked it 
more as it went on as we got away from the sitcom stuff i'm shocked cowboy bebop can't get past wandavision yeah that's probably right i'm probably being a little too little too hasty but i mean the the real battle there is between whatever is 10 and 11 right Um, yeah because it something is going to make the list and something won't yeah uh, boy, we're getting to the dregs, though. Book yeah. of Boba Fett. Yikes. No, no. that's I don't even this care is to a consider two out of top five. This is, a, this is at a two out of five star. Um, I liked it better than Doom Patrol and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, okay. That's damned at faint praise. Cause, and, and only because a certain dude showed up mm-hmm. and kind of saved the season. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, I, I didn't care for Book of Boba Fett. In fact, I'm not interested in a season two. And it kind of, that combined with the bait and switch of Mandalorian has sort of made me not interested in a lot of the Disney Star Wars stuff going forward until they mm, reprove themselves to fair, me. I think it's fair to like, you know, be like, you know what? I'm going to wait and see because yeah, you fuckers. Even on Obi-Wan, kind of- like something I was a lock to watch earlier. I'm kind well, of going to wait and see on it. that. I'm, it's, it's no longer going to be a day one cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm also, in, I'm really intrigued by what I've heard about the Rogue One prequel or sequel, because that, I think oh. Rogue One is among the most successful of, the, I know you didn't care much for it, but yeah. I really like that Tom Clancy Star Wars type of shit. Gotcha. And it was fairly dark for Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye beats the shit out. Uh, it might make the top 10. Yep. I mean, I don't know. You haven't seen it, dude. What do I, uh, what do I want to do here? Um, I mean, I, I have no super big affinity for Cowboy Bebop. So if you think it's better, yeah, yeah go for, for it. Sure. Um, it's more fun. It's more fun. I think it's, I think it's better than WandaVision. Can, can I do that? Or you say, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd say go for yeah, it. You if you think. Care. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hawkeye. Hawkeye better than WandaVision. Um, Witcher season two. Boy, this is another one where it felt like they had a really strong idea of what they wanted season one to be. This felt like season two of Mr. Robot and that season one was immaculate. They knew what story they wanted to tell, but there was kind of like a mismatch between they weren't ready to get to its its final form, but they needed to do they, they needed to have a half season and no one would greenlight a half season. Hmm. So they did a half season and stretched out to a full season. This is what The Witcher felt like. It had bigger monster battles but much fewer frequently so there was many many episodes where like there was not much like there was not much witcher pizzazz going almost no sex almost no sex appeal in this season i felt like Hmm. uh and i'm looking for that in the witcher hell yeah i am yeah uh yeah i don't know um is a disappointment but it's probably better than the book of boba fett (laughs) okay uh I kind of want to say the same thing about Mosquito Coast. It's better than Book of Boba Fett, but not by much. Is it? Because like I, boy. All right, that's fine. And then Shadow and Bone just uh, uh, you just suck. (laughs) Something had to be last. So yeah, we're really (sighs) only gonna talk about the top ten in more depth and and debate that stuff on. 
on we the reveal. Make sure we on the on the ceremony. We got to make sure. Do we want to argue? Do, are you saying we need to argue more? Because like I think for all mankind, over expanse is controversial. I do too, and we will need to argue more over it. Is is that something we need to do now? I don't even know. I'm here's the other thing I'm worried about. Foundation is a strong cup of peculiar tea. Mm-hmm. I think we might face a backlash putting it like we're going to raise a lot of eyebrows putting this at fourth and people are going to a lot of people are going to watch it. And like if you're if, if, like if if you're not fully engaged by the sci fi aspect of it, um, I don't know. I don't know. Like it could be like the, the same reason why I don't and my, uh, like I didn't think much of Station Eleven. Um, some people it was like it's a it's a strong strange brew and it's for some people and it's not for others and yeah but like i guess it's i mean i can't fucking adjust a list for what i think people are going to think of it no can you no i think i mean you know our tastes right audience bad to terrible reprehensible <laughs> no, i'm saying you know what flavors <laughs> we like you probably it. like those flavors yeah. too if you're like us so or or if you're not yeah. like us in a lot of uh, those flavors, I, you know, you won't like I, it, so don't check it out. I, but I will say, if you're one of the ones who've held off on Apple TV Plus, yeah, yeah, um, boy, I'd give it a shot. I'd get one of them free month trials and mm-hmm. get through for all mankind, um, Foundation, um, Mythic Quest. Uh, yeah, uh, the fucking it's been fun. Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso. For like sure. it's like you know they're they're doing a lot of. Um, you know, they're getting I think they're going to have a couple. They're going to have a couple comedies in the top five, and they're going to have. They got a couple dramas in the top five of Bald Move. That's got to count for something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they're definitely ones like if, if if Netflix is losing its luster, luster, drop them and uh, pick up uh, Amazon or Apple because whew, they're really knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Um, okay, I think like I said, these 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 final things might change uh, with with Jim and I doing um, some more thought. Um, We'll see how we feel about that when we do our, I guess we'll probably do a final round of deliberations. Yeah. All right. Do we want to try to get through comedy? I've got I another. I think I have time. Okay. I guess I said, I've got like 23 more minutes, but I know you, you might not. So yeah, we'll leave it there then. Dinner is being made. So we'll see you on the next deliberation, everybody. <laughs>